Ooh, baby, do you know what that's worth? Episode 37 is a place on Earth. We are back with a corker of an episode. Episode 37 of the Pot Vision podcast. We're on book three, chapter two or whatever. Uh, we're in there. We're having fun. Tell your friends. Check out patreon.com forward slash pottervision for exclusive content and if you'd like to support the show we are having a rip-roaring roller coaster of a good time over there uh leave us a review uh i don't know just have a good time anyway why do i keep delaying the start of this episode here is episode 37 Hello, is it Pottervision podcast you're looking for? We can see it in your eyes, sometimes wish I'd never been born at all. You came and you stopped me from shaking. Welcome to the Pottervision podcast, which the Pottervision podcast, the podcast where every week myself, Lucas Kirby, and my good old friend Barry Manilow... Tom Laurinson, we look at a chapter of the Harry Potter novels mm. this week. We're on book three, chapter two, episode 37, and it's Aunt Marge's big mistake. Aunt Marge. Who is that? We don't yet know. We'll find out later on. Tom, how, pray tell me, are you? You tell me. How do I look? You look glowing. How about the mice? Eyes wide, not very bloodshot, looking good. Teeth, Teeth strong. Yeah, straight, clean. Arms. Oh, arms like Dwayne the Rock Johnson's. Calves, tight buttocks. <laughs> You're looking well. I like your top, your shirt. Thank you. It's I, a uh... loose fitting blue shirt with huts on it. Yeah, I think it's like a Cuban shirt. Uh, maybe get me a cigar. Uh, put me by the ocean. I'll uh, smoke the cigar and I'll uh, bother passling, uh, passing uh, tourists. I'll say things like uh, and uh, <laughs> as all Cubans do. No, no, this would be as me. Oh, that's you. <laughs> this is me when you get me in a party shirt. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> Were my uh, you know um, observations correct? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a I'm an adult man. How am I doing? Let me regale you with a tale. You know, I've got a car. I, I do a black golf. Beep beep. Yeah. Yeah. The other day, well, my neighbour, that crazy old woman. Oh yeah. <laughs> she put some uh, bird feeders on the fence where we park our cars. Right. And as a result, I. I got my car the other day, and would you know, it is caked in shit. You're joking. (laughs) Because as we know, when she goes to put out the feeders, she likes to do a little poo on the way back, doesn't she? (laughs) No. Drag your mind out of the gutter, Mr (laughs) Kirby. Um, So, it's uh, it's there. So, I'll leave it on there. I'll let it dry for a couple of days in the sun. Oh, yeah. And then I think, do you know what? Enough is enough. So I think, I'm going to take this for a car wash. I yeah. don't want to speak to a person. No, no. And so no. I take it to a drive-through car wash. Yeah. Tap my card, drive in, 
and uh, the car is cleaned. Oh, but thank God they leave all the shit. <laughs> Do they? <laughs> all the shit stays on. Brilliant. Uh, I drive out the car wash. Yeah. And my car is acting funny. Ooh. Black smoke is pillowing out the back of it. Pillowing? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Not billowing. Mm-hmm. Okay. People like these little pillows of black smoke yeah, yeah. are uh-huh. lacing the street uh-huh. and little garbage kids are laying their heads on them. Brilliant. Right, so drive home. Oh, yeah. Next day, drive to work. The mm. issue persists. Oof. Right? Uh, a pipe's come loose on my engine. Ooh. So I'm in there, messing about. <laughs> yeah. Getting oh. dirty fingers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was missing the sound effects. I'm glad they've come in. Smearing it on my face, yeah? Making myself look like a little raccoon. Ow! Woo! <laughs> yeah. yeah. And what happened? And then so I'm um, a uh, little bit fix, right? So yeah. I go to Halfords mm-hmm. and I go buy a Jubilee clip, try and keep this uh, mm-hmm. uh, hose on, right? Yeah. People Would don't you... know this, but when the Queen celebrated the Golden <laughs> Jubilee, that was a big celebration. Clips for your car. So I'm buying this clip. Yeah. Halford man goes, what email address for receipt? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I go, no email, paper receipt. He go, Halfords no do paper receipt. Only mm. email. Yeah. I, then I say, the no receipt. Because I'm not giving my email address to anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listeners can have it if they want. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so I leave, right? Yeah. Um, and then, Jubilee clip do not work. I can't take it back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, uh, I've ordered some other kind of clip online. But, yeah, isn't that interesting? How dare Halfords not offer a receipt? Yeah. Very, very odd that they don't offer a paper receipt. Yes, they're being green, but come on, Halfords. They're just being lazy, and it takes time to type in email addresses. Yeah. Especially if you've got one as Mm. sordid and as old as mine. You know what I mean? And pot kettle and black Halfords, because how can you go, oh, we're supporting the planet whilst also supporting the driving of motor vehicles, Mm. which, you know, send gaseous emissions into Mm. the sky. So now my my car is covered in... Bird muck. Um, It is shooting out black smoke. And I'm burying my head in the sand. Fair enough. Now, you've had that black golf as long as I've known you, I think. How long have you had it? Uh, I don't know, like five years or something. Five years. Are you thinking (laughs) of uh, upgrading at any point? No. Good. Now, you've known me through two cars. Yeah. That's, we're a two-car friendship now. Uh, I wrote my car off about Tuco, three years ago. Tuco! I need him. He's my partner. Tuco! Tuco! What's that? It's uh, Walter White from Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah, the weird guy you... Tuco! Yeah. Tuco! Tuco! Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mr. White! Anyway, what are you saying? the cuff attempt at an impression. <laughs> Who was that in Breaking know. Bad? Um... Walt Jr. No, it was Aaron Paul. Right, go on. What's his name in it? Jesse. Jess, okay. Jesse. Jesse. Yeah. Tuco. Right. Um, I, uh, don't matter. My week has been all right. This morning, 9.55, I went for an eye test. Yeah. I've had these glasses exactly two years. I was due for an appointment at the opticians. 
Um, my eyesight's got a bit worse. I've had to order a new pair of glasses. Oh. It cuts deep, but not as bad as the fact that the optician informed me that my eyes are the shape of rugby balls. This is a common thing. She said it was, but I've never heard it. Rugby ball eyes. I've heard this before. There's a word for it, isn't there? Yes, but all I... She told me the word, but all I heard was ugly, ugly rugby ball eyes, <laughs> Mr. Rugby Ball Face. What next? Go for a hearing test. Oh, you've got ping pong bat ears. i got to say, you've disappointed me. Why? Because when we first met, you were not a glasses wearer. No, I wasn't. And you got into a relationship with me, a comedic relationship under false pretenses. Yeah, I did. You've catfished me. Yeah. You pretended you weren't a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the signs were there. <laughs> uh, wearing T-shirts that say, snooker is the best. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a pair of shorts that say, I love Countdown. <laughs> <laughs> But the glasses, I was like, at least he's not got glasses. Yeah. Now the package is complete and you're a full-time specky glasses wearer. Yeah, I'm a specky four eyes. I've currently got a t-shirt on with somebody playing snooker. Um, um, what, are my, what are my socks today? No, they're just a chess Chessboard. Chessboard. <laughs> chessboard, guys. I don't even know how to play chess. But well done, you've tricked me. I've tricked you. <laughs> I have caught you in my net, and now we are forever entwined. Oh, please won't you feed me if you're keeping me captive? I must stay nourished. Would you like... Uh, excuse me, I do, we get you a chicken mayo burger once every few weeks. <laughs> which... And you must give, give me some recreational time. I beg, I must exercise. Please, sir, let me see the light of day. You will, <laughs> if you're good. We'll see at the end of this uh, podcast episode. <laughs> I also want to tell you that... Uh, now, you're doing very well on TikTok at the minute, aren't you? A little bit. I've posted a few duds in a row. Have you? Well, you can come out of the slump soon. Come follow me on TikTok, listeners. Tom.Lawrenson uh, for impressions of rich people, poor people... <laughs> and, he does the lot! <laughs> and bank people. He does them all. Mm. Um, but... It just follows what you watch, and I watch like weird videos that make me laugh. And I saw the most curious video I've ever seen. It's a man asleep on a bed, right? <laughs> <laughs> and suddenly, a big plank of wood falls on the bed, and then a watermelon comes out of the bed from under the duvet and then falls onto the floor, which is not a floor but water. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it splashes and I can't make head nor tail of that well if you're sharing a video can I share a video all the time yeah of course you can there's this video of this guy he walks up to a car and in the car he's like the seat is put back a bit it's in like a, imagine a car park of a home bargains yeah yeah and there's an old fella yeah bold yeah. asleep with his mouth wide open <laughs> and the bloke filming goes excuse me mate you haven't seen an old bloke with his mouth wide open have you <laughs> <laughs> what does he say? He stays asleep and he goes, no, all right, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> what about that bloke who jumps out the car? <laughs> <laughs> it, go on, you describe it. 
<laughs> I think that's where we leave this segment, oh, talking right. about videos we've seen. <laughs> anyway, we're going to be starting a new podcast. I think we've only got two days of the week left. Uh, it's going to be on a Tuesday, this one, and it's TikTok videos we've watched. Mm. So come and join us for that. Listen to us laughing, reminiscing about <laughs> videos. <laughs> what other news do you have? Um, not much, it's been bank holiday, the weather is very nice, too nice for me, I hate the heat, Tom. I hate the heat, I love the heat. Oof. Turn the, turn it bloody up, turn it up, I'll have it 40 degrees please. Oh, Cook me Mr Sun, I want to get crispy. Prick me in a fork, I want, I want to, to be done. I want to strip my clothes off and I want to be bathed in all your rays. Oh, you had me to strip my clothes off, you lost me at rays. I want to look like a human pork scratching. But yeah, I love the winter any day of the week. And even in the winter time, I'll have the window open at home. I'm always warm, me. Always too warm. That is very interesting. Yeah. I'm a summer boy. Winter sucks. Let yeah. me be hot. Let me show off my clothes. Let me uh, yeah. wear shorts. Yeah. Let me roll the trouser up. Let me <laughs> give people a glimpse of the inner thigh. Oh, nice. <laughs> Get them going on that hot summer day. Mm. Mm. Tom. What? Unless you have any more updates. Are you ready for a chapter two rundown? Yes, please. Chapter two, Aunt Marge's big mistake. It turns out that Uncle Vernon's sister, Aunt Marge, is coming to visit and she doesn't like Harry. And Vernon wants him to be on his best behaviour, not to mention the wizarding world, not to do any magic. And he says, I'll do that if you promise to sign me permission form so I can go to Hogsmeade. She's staying for a week. She's insulting Harry the whole time. <laughs> this is awful. I'd rather you were being daft. What? He's staring at me unblinkingly with folded arms, trying his best not to distract. But it's very sinister and unsettling. I can't win, listeners. It's like looking at Chucky or something. I can't win. I do nothing. He gets annoyed. <laughs> What do you want from me? Oh, but it's the fear of, you know, it's like if somebody beats you up every day, just having them in the room, you're expecting it at any moment. It's awful. I've been, I've been scarred for Where life. Where were you? Where were you? She arrives. She's been giving Harry grief all week. <laughs> Sorry. She's been giving Harry grief all week and he finally... He loses it. She starts slagging off his dad and he makes her pump up like a big balloon. Her fingers are going into sausage mode. She's floating around. It's all happening. And Harry Potter thinks, right, I've had enough of the Dursleys. I'm going to pack my bags and I'm going to leave. Don't know where I'm going. Mm. Don't know where I'm staying. But I'm leaving number four, Privet Drive, with my little backpack and suitcase and my pride. Mm. And that was Aunt Marge's big mistake. Beautiful. Oh, what a rundown. Thank you very, what a very chapter. much. What a chapter. Very good. It closes on Harry Potter putting his most treasured items into a handkerchief and tying that round a little stick. He's got his bindle and he's on his way. And hopefully he'll be re reunited with Wallace by the end of the film. <laughs> I think I speak for all our listeners here when I say that the chapters with the Dursleys are by far the greatest chapters of the books. They're reliably good, aren't <clears throat> they? I think we love the Dursleys. And I think 
so far at least every book has had like a little bit of something else <laughs> and i think the introduction of marge as a almost like a third dursley really mm. is brilliant i like marge there was an interesting dynamic in this uh, the whole relationship because the three dursleys on their own yes they love each other yeah 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 marge now that's when you in- introducing a weird like player because Petunia ain't that thrilled. No. Because she's got dogs, and Petunia isn't a fan of animals. Dudley doesn't want to hug her. Yeah. And I think Vernon is thrilled with his sister. Because yes. she looks very similar to him. But even he's tra- he's having to hold his tongue around his yeah. own sister. He's lying to his own sister. Yeah. Well, you notice as well that I don't think Petunia says a word to Marge mm. in this chapter. I feel like she doesn't like her at all. We don't get any interaction with them. They have like a customary peck on the cheek when mm. she arrives, but then she doesn't actually say anything to Marge. No. I feel like there's a bit of bit of beef there. Very interesting. Very, yeah. very interesting. Starts off, uh, new TV in the kitchen. Hey! Dudley's got a keen interest. Yeah. Perhaps a career in media Dudley may seek. Mm. It'd be nice to know what he ends up doing with his life. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, we, we get that chapter at the end of the series, 19 years later. I don't want to be at, you know, platform nine and three quarters. Who's Dudley married? Exactly. For me, I hope he marries Mrs Fig. <laughs> She's been lonely many years. I hope he gives her, you know, a good last decade. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. What job does we get? Ooh, he would either... he takes over Grunnings? Yeah, I was thinking he'd either take over Grunnings or, oh, I don't even know, some other kind of business venture. Dudley's summer holidays sounded very similar to how mine used to look. Oh, yeah. And be warned, it's depressing. Uh, for like a couple, I think one summer, yeah. after school or during school, I used to sit in front of uh, like my computer in the, yeah. like the family computer in like the conservatory. Yeah, yeah. And just watch TV programmes while eating crisps and getting fat. Yeah. <laughs> you just do that, don't you? You waste your time, but you convince yourself that it's good. Yeah. Or you're enjoying yourself. You're not yourself. even laughing. You're just like, mm. Yeah. I remember I used to do, like, all sorts on, like, the computer. Used to, like, make me own little comic strips and write stories and go on these forums. Mm. And just think, what was I doing? Sat inside all day, not going out. Well, it might have been a fueling... Well, what could... What... What could you been doing, really? Yeah, that's If you true. could go back and tell your younger self anything, what would you say? Nah, I wouldn't change a thing. I was being creative, wasn't I? Mm, yeah. I'd say, hey, boy, get involved in exercise. Yes, that was it. Well, I did used to play... Uh, I used to play badminton twice a week as a teenager. Oh, yeah. Tennis, and obviously the customary PE sessions at school. Mmm. Mm. But, yeah. I think Dudley... I think this is a bit ridiculous... That Dudley, there's a comment where it says, Dudley found the walk from the fridge to the TV too long. (laughs) Now, there's two things about that. Number one, that's ridiculous. You can Mm -hmm. always bob to the fridge for a snack or whatever. But I don't think Petunia's giving him everything he wants. I don't think he's even getting up off his seat. Yeah. What does Diddy Dundums want? Oh, mummy, I'll get you a Magnum White. I don't think he's even having to ask. No. These things are just appearing in his hand. Yeah. They're feeding him. Yeah. <laughs> just constantly, like a hamster, like with our hamster, whenever she's out of the cage, we're like, right, bloody hell, grab something. 
Oh, really? Piece of banana, there you go. Piece of banana, reward for coming out of your little house. How is Ploppy? Ploppy is lovely. <laughs> She's growing in confidence, you know. <laughs> she, uh, she'll eat anything you give her. She has cauliflower, broccoli, banana, apple. Little, we've got these little worms, oh, dried yeah. meal worms. She eats them. Uh, beef. N- beef, um, lemon meringue pie, <laughs> lamb hot pots, uh, raspberry coolie. Oh, yeah. She, she has the lot. She has the Very lot. bloody interesting. But yeah, and she'll stand on your hand now as well, which voluntarily, which she never did before. She's a confident little girl. Good, I'm glad. Now, the newsreader. Oh, yeah. Hear about uh, an escaped convict. Very interesting, this. Who's this? Oh. Don't know. Oh. Very interesting, this, because we know, because, uh, you know, we're experts on the Harry Potter book and series. And from the title of the book. And from the title of the book. If you read the title, like, Prisoner's Escape, we can only assume it's the same prisoner. This magical prisoner... The news has bled out into the Muggle world. They're telling all Muggles of his name and his appearance as well. And that must mean, I think, that tells us how dangerous he is, supposedly. Because the fact that they've even got the Muggles looking out for him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's you know he's on the, on the loose. You'd be very worried, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Who could it be? And uh, Vernon says, hanging is the only way to deal with these people. Now, this sentiment of bringing back corporal punishment and murdering people... Yes. (laughs) ...is very popular with a certain type of people. Yes. I'm involved in a... um, Not involved, but I'm a part of a... uh, a local Facebook group. Yeah. And any time a kid does anything bad, like, oh, kids have been past my house... Yeah. ...and they're throwing a stone at my window... People always comment, oh, they deserve to be killed. <laughs> Bring back hanging. It's always a bit, yeah, it's always yeah. a bit. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about corporal punishment because you always make that argument of, oh, if it's the world's worst mm. criminal mm. who does all these things or, you know, if it was Hitler or whoever, do you think they deserve to be hung? You think, you think well, yes, but then... I don't know, I'd still feel bad doing it. I don't think I could ever kill a person or be the one who dropped the guillotine. Mm. Even if it was the worst person in the world, I don't think I could do that. Really? Yeah. What do you think? (laughs) Maybe I could, yeah. Why not? (laughs) Why not? Why not? Free? Free afternoon? Let's see how it feels. I've always been curious, could you enjoy films as much after killing someone? Because, like, imagine Mm. you got away with murder... And then the next day, could you even watch a film? <laughs> but bloody hell. Well, can't, I can't believe I'm doing this. Last night, I was uh, strangling a man. And now I'm watching, you know, Muppets think, Take Manhattan. I don't think you could. I can't watch any film with a Scotch egg in it without feeling sick. Because what? a Scotch egg once made me sick. Really? So I think if I murdered somebody, yeah, it would affect me. I wouldn't be able to watch anything. A Scotch egg made you sick? Oh, I had a dodgy Scotch egg at school. Tell me more. It was a Scotch egg, and I ate it, and it wasn't very nice, and then I was sick at home later. And, and ever since, I've never had another Scotch egg, and because uh, it was a bit funny. But the thing is, Scotch eggs are filled with your three favourite ingredients. I know, I like eggs. He loves an egg. I he like loves a sausage. sausage and he loves breadcrumbs. Breadcrumbs. Honestly, leave some breadcrumbs about and you'll find Lucas Kirkby pecking them, s- pecking at your window trying to get in. <laughs> but yeah, so I think, oh, if ever I see a Scotch egg now, I go, oh, it takes me back to that memory. 
Mm. So if I'd murdered somebody, I don't think I could I think I could watch anything like that. Mm. I'd be watching James Bond and just skimming right. through to the bits where he's in the office. James, you're ruining this for me. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have to kill them all? <laughs> Come on, James. Be good, James. Be good. Now, um, yeah, so the Aunt Marge is coming, isn't she? Oh, she's on her way. She's a big woman. You're very big. Harry, he's got this uh, interesting Hogsmeade, hasn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah. So he decides to blackmail Uncle Vernon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he says, I'll only be good if you promise to sign my permission slip. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's got a funny way of going about things. You know what he, what he should have done first was going, oh, pl- Uncle Vernon, just sign this. Why yeah. has he got to resort straight to blackmail? Well, I know. And also, he finally gets his way, but I feel like he doesn't go far enough. Mm. Because he does this whole thing of, oh, it'd be very hard to remember the story. Mm. You know, I might not be able to uh, to say all this stuff. And then Vernon goes, right, if you behave yourself after the seven days, I'll sign your form. Mm. And at that point, Harry should have gone, no, 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 no. You sign the form right now mm-hmm. and I will behave. Otherwise, I'll inflate her yeah. <laughs> into a balloon. <laughs> And she'll go flying off into the sky. And I'll smash a glass. <laughs> I'll break that wine glass. <laughs> that was a set of four! Yeah. <laughs> that was a set of four. <laughs> Dudley's blonde in the books, as we're reminded in this chapter. Yes. But in the films, he's not. I think they missed a trick not making him blonde in the film. No, do you reckon? I think it would have been sweet to see, and it would also, f- like, in, like, you know, you would have seen the difference between Harry and Dudley more. Yeah, definitely. Because they're so similar with, yeah. their, with their brown hair, aren't they? Yeah. I, we get another description of their necks mm-hmm. in this chapter. What would the first couple of chapters of a Harry Potter book be without knowing that Vernon's got a beefy neck and a moustache, mm. Petunia looks like a horse, Dudley's got five wobbly chins and a pork shoulder, I think she says. He's got a porky shoulder. <laughs> Slaps him on his pork shoulder. <laughs> You're like, what? What? What do you mean? Mental, like that. Mm. And then, some of these things in this chapter are a bit too ridiculous for me. Oh, yeah. Like, it says, oh, Marge preferred Dudley over Harry. Like, we've already had the bit about Dudley being too lazy to walk to the fridge. Mm-hmm. And he wanted a TV in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. But I'm not taking this. It says here, Aunt Marge, one birthday, gave Dudley... Uh, a computerised robot and mm. bought Harry some dog biscuits. Yeah. Why would you buy that? <laughs> what do you mean? Well, what? He's got no... I know it's a shit present, but you wouldn't even eat dog biscuits. Like, what? You've fed them to audience members before. Yes, I've fed them to audience members for comic <laughs> effect. <laughs> We've fed reused uh, jelly beans. Oh. Um... But it's Dudley's birthday. Dog biscuits are a consolation prize. They don't have the same birthday, do they? Yeah, but... I'm, yeah, but... That's not a consolation prize to have dog biscuits. Because what what use is a dog biscuit to him? He's not going to eat them. You can them. eat them. He's not... No, why would he... You wouldn't eat a dog biscuit. You can eat them. There's no meat in them. They're just an unflavoured biscuit. Yeah, but why... Oh, I feel like you're arguing for the sake of Can it. I ask you a personal question? What? Are you stupid? No. <laughs> what are you telling me? I got you a bag of dog biscuits for your birthday. Mm-hmm. How would you react? I'd go, do they go well with tea? I'd go, no, because of the dog biscuits. 
Oh, let me just try one. You're mad, you are. I'm going to bring you some next week and see if you, you can eat, eat one. dog biscuits. Bonio, you can eat them. <laughs> Listeners, if you've got any dog biscuits in your house, go and eat one. If they're fresh, they're all right. Oh, they're just a bit crap. You're upsetting me. Like you're confusing yourself just because something's intended for a dog. Don't mean you. Can, if, oh, oh, I can't have a dog pillow. I can't. Have, you can't have a dog pillow. I'm not saying you can't eat a dog biscuit. Mm. I'm not saying you can't rest your head on a dog pillow. I'm not saying you can use worm tablets mm. for your own worms. I'm saying you shouldn't buy somebody dog biscuits as a present. You sound insane right now. No, I don't. You sound absolutely oh, insane. She already, sick. she definitely already had the dog biscuits. She runs a puppy farm. Yeah, but why give him it? She shouldn't give him anything. <laughs> You're not getting a present. Why should they? Oh, here's some dog biscuits. Why would oh she give God. them away? I could, I could list ten things you could do with dog biscuits. Go on, make friends. One. Hey, look at me. <laughs> I'm the lad who's got dog biscuits. Two. That's funny. What <laughs> next? Go out and give them to dogs on the street. Three. Prank people. Four. Just put one in the back of a Dudley's top. Five. <laughs> <laughs> Resell them. Six. Uh, mark up the price. Seven. Um, uh, eat them. Eight. <laughs> uh, grind them up. Yeah. Um, and make a, um, a cheesecake base. Nine. Um, that's it. I couldn't do ten. Do you realise how stupid you sounded? <laughs> you were bragging that there were ten things that you could do with a dog biscuit and you could only think of nine. What a fool you are. What a fool you are now. Listeners, I'm in floods of tears. Yeah. Mm. And you're not going to be allowed to say anything else until you apologise for what you've done. <laughs> I'll never apologise for anything, even if I admit I'm wrong. Oh. <laughs> that is my Potter promise. Oh, I nearly got him, listeners. <laughs> One day I'll make him so upset that he might apologise. <laughs> nearly got there today, that's the closest I've ever got. We'll grind him down, listeners, don't you worry. But that was a fun exercise, listeners. <laughs> try, try it yourself. If you uh, if you disagree with someone, look in their face and say to them, "Do you realise how stupid you sound right now?" Honestly, yeah. it is exhilarating. One to say, yeah. and two to have it said to. Yeah, I mean, the past five minutes was, I think, a fascinating power struggle. <laughs> That's been like line of duty or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> hey. mm. So, Vernon, no, oh, sorry, no, 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 please, please. Before Marge arrives, Vernon lays down the ground rules. And I think all of these rules are perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. And Harry's attitude is appalling. So Vernon, the first thing he says is, when Marge is here, keep a civil tongue. Mm -hmm. You know, speak nicely. Don't argue. And Harry goes, I will if she does. (laughs) Well, we don't need that. We don't need that. Just say yes. No matter what she's doing. Yeah, you keep. I want us, you to yeah. be civil. I'm not her uncle. I'm a brother. I don't control what she says. Yeah. Well, so. number two, no funny business, no magic while she's here. <laughs> yeah, well, if she starts something, am I might or whatever. Like, Bloody Harry! Harry, don't rise to it. Don't rise. As to your it. uncle, I'm asking. I know what she's like. She's a single woman. Yeah. In her fifties. 
Only company is a load of dogs and some Colonel Nutmeg. <laughs> yeah. I'm asking you as your uncle, please don't cast any spells. <sighs> I will if she behaves herself. <laughs> All right. The third one. Right. Because she doesn't know you do magic, we've come up with a story where you go to a muggle school. What? I'm not saying that. Harry, we've come up with it. Just go along with it, you awkward bugger. Harry, it's the responsibility of us as your guardians and you as a wizard to not let any other non-magical people know about the wizarding world. Yeah. Oh, you and your rules, Uncle Vernon. No, 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 no. These are the the rules of the Ministry of Magic. Yeah. Not Ministry of Dudley. This This is the 1968 Muggle Protection Act that we're going along with here. I'm trying to protect you. Well, I will if she doesn't say anything about my mum. Hey. Sort yourself out. Get that attitude out of this building by the time I come back. <laughs> Fine. What I'll do anytime she talks to me, I'll glaze over. I'll stick my tongue out and I'll properly make it seem like no one's home. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> I just think he's unnecessarily rude. He's just making life difficult for himself. So she says, uh, Marge comes in. No. Yeah, yeah. And she says to Harry, did they, uh, did they beat you at that school? Getting excited about it. <laughs> he gets a bit too excited himself. Yeah. He's like, oh yes, very hard. They strike me. <laughs> <laughs> they beat my bare bottom until it bleeds. They strike my raw hide. And then she looks at him concerned like, well... I don't think something's not right, the fact that you're grinning so heavily about it. Yeah, she's right. <laughs> there is a lot of mention about hanging, beating up children, corporal mm. punishment in this chapter. There's a bit early where uh, Harry goes, what if I don't go along with this story? And Vernon goes, you'll get the stuffing knocked out of you, won't you? <laughs> Threatening to beat him up. <laughs> Bloody hell. And he's like, you know, they need to be beaten. Junior, she says, write a letter mm. to the school. We want the use of excessive force. Imagine receiving that letter from a parent. You go, we're dragging that boy out of his house. Yeah. Imagine getting that in. Dear headmaster of St. Brutus's, we would like, uh, you know, your, your punishments of our nephew, Harry mm. Potter, to use excessive force. They're reading this going... That kid doesn't even come to this school. <laughs> Who are these mental people? <laughs> you just chuck it on the fire, wouldn't you? But, right, so Marge... Yeah. Like, she loves the idea of Harry being at St. Brutus's year. Mm-hmm. Because of um, how, you know, severe and yeah. cruel they are. Yeah. With, like, punishments. Yeah. I think, tell the truth... Because oh. how delighted she would be about the awful things that happen at Hogwarts. Yeah, yeah. At that school, they murder students. Yeah. They, they, you know, they don't like do any. They don't make any measures to yeah. separate the Forbidden Forest from. They just say, "Don't go in there, or you'll die." Yeah. Is that how about you put up a fence? Yeah. We have fence around our school. You can't yeah. put one around a little forest. Yeah, electronic gate that you can only open with a swipe card. No, no, cars need to drive in and out of that forest. <laughs> but yeah, you know, just tell them about Hogwarts. I'll put a fence around fucking Hogwarts. Yeah. yeah. 
The caretaker keeps manacles and torture devices in his study, in his office. There was a uh, a basilisk loose in the school last year that was petrifying students and tried to eat some. Trolls, three-headed dogs, teachers with sallow skin. (laughs) I've got them all. (laughs) Teachers with sallow skin. (laughs) Oh. This reminded me of every... Everyone's got an auntie or nana or someone that just gives you money every time you see them. Mm. She gives Dudley a big old kissy and uh, gives him £20 for his trouble. That's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. I remember I used to get £2 off me nana. So that's Dudley's price, is it? £20 for a kiss. Maybe that's not a lot of money. No, maybe not. (laughs) Maybe that's what he goes into Mm. as an adult. Yeah. Oh. It's funny, so Harry, anytime that um Aunt Marge is like, you know, laying into him, mm-hmm. making comments, he glazes over and thinks about his um care for his broomstick kit. Oh know? yeah. Start thinking about that. It's f- so funny glazing over. Oh yeah. <laughs> Just disassociating. Like, ah, I'm not here right now. So anytime she's like picking on him, he's just grinning and thinking about his broom. Sometimes you can glaze over and literally be thinking about nothing. Mm. And someone's like, hey, what are you thinking about? Literally nothing. Oh, I died mentally. <laughs> Just zoned out for like a minute. Just staring into space, not thinking about anything. Mm. Giving your mind a rest. Maybe it's the body's way of uh, giving your brain a bit of a, mm. bit of a recuperation. Aunt Marge, she lays in to Harry, so but she wants to assert to Uncle Vernon that it's not his fault. It's nothing yeah. you could have done. Yeah. It's the same with dogs. If there's something wrong with the bitch, there's yeah. something wrong with the pup. And you could argue there's a lot of evidence to support that. Yes, it's a big debate, isn't it? Nature versus nurture. Because when you see bad kids out and about, yeah, you know, I just think they're a bit... Mimicking their own parents. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's the thing, I think, because they say nature versus nurture, but then, you know, you are usually brought up by the people, you know, your parents. Mm. So you've got both working together almost, haven't you? Were you ever a bad boy? No, I was always quite a good boy, I think. Apart from starting little fires in the house. Oh, yeah, started a fire once. Not a fire, just set something alight. Set some paper set on some fire. Set some paper on fire, what yeah. you been, What's that? Set some paper alight. Don't do that. Sorry. <laughs> that was me, bad boy, rogue. Uh, no, I was always very good, really. Mm. But then me mum and dad are very good. I've always said that. They're very good, boy and girl. They are. I think if you... Because I think it's not just how they are, but it's like... It's the ballpark of their values mm. and standards. So, like, what I might consider naughty in my house is so far removed from, I don't know, things like vandalism or mm. doing drugs or fighting mm. or whatever. That, yeah, I don't know, me, uh, what would it like, just leaving a bit of a mess on the floor. Did you ever fight with your sister? Oh, yeah, we did used to fight. Punching. No, I. she would sit on me. That would be her thing. Mm-hmm. Usually I, I'd get home first from school mm-hmm. and uh, I'd be watching whatever I was watching. Mm-hmm. And then she'd sit on, my head, sit on my head, change the channel to friends, and then my technique was just, I'd try and find her hair and I'd pull her hair <laughs> to get her off me. That was my defence mechanism. 
but my mum says this on regular intervals. She goes, oh, I'd see one of you leave the room to go towards your sister or your brother's room. I'd count down from five and there'd be an argument. And she'd go, one, two, three, four, five, and then there'd be an argument. But yeah, for about, I don't know, maybe about five, six years, Mm. we never really got on. Mm-hmm. But my sister was a lot older than I was, mm. so she was a teenager where I was at the like annoying stage. Mm-hmm. I'd be like eight, nine, ten. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But nowadays, um, we just fight professionally. <laughs> we box in uh, pay per view matches. Me and my uh, sister, I got a pair of boxing gloves for like Christmas one mm-hmm. year, and then me and my sister had got, got one each, mm-hmm. and. We had like a like. She put one on her left hand. I had one on my right hand. And yeah. We have a little boxing match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's crazy, and to make I put a screwdriver inside my own boxing glove to make it <gasps> like harder. Bloody hell! How insane! That's mental. Yeah, so I was we were doing stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bloody hell! No, we never did stuff like that. It'd usually just be her sitting on my head, me pulling her hair or whatever. Not that a, kind of shizzle. None of the old screwdriver in the boxing glove. No, no. Everyone else was doing it, <laughs> but not us. We didn't join that trend. They're good, them Kirkby kids. Now, she's a dog breeder, is Aunt Marge. God, yeah. But don't worry, I want to hear more about this Colonel <laughs> Fubster that she's got looking after the dogs for a week. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's some kind of sexual relationship going on. I don't think so. Between them. No, there is not. There's something there. He's got to be more than a friend. What? What's the deal with them? That's just old rich people, the rod. Do you think? They just yeah. do things for each other. Yeah. But uh, it must be funny breeding dogs. I was just going to say, Martina's uncle... Uh, Tio, Tio. ...breeds geese. <laughs> and he breeds about 10,000... Geese a year. Why does he do this? Because he sells them at Christmas time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So he breeds them and they get nice and fat. But they all live, they don't live on a farm. It's like a massive forest that they all live in. And there's about 10,000 geese. That's amazing. Yeah. And then they they go on a lovely Christmas uh, holiday. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I think it must be mad being a breeder, breeding things. Do you mm. think? I don't, I don't think it's something I could do. Why not? Oh, I don't know. Oof, just don't know. You don't like watching animals have sex? No, I don't. Who does? Well, Who does? You're in the minority, pal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Listeners will do a poll. Do you? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yay or nay? <laughs> yeah. Marge, she says thank you to uh, Petunia for the food that they are eating for dinner, mm. doesn't she? So, Excellent nosh, Petunia! Because she'd normally be having a fry-up for dinner. <laughs> Every day. Do you know? But I still think that's like a bit of effort, isn't it? She goes, oh, I don't have time for proper meals. I know. I just do myself a full English breakfast. Right, beans. Right, put the grill on. Get some sausages <laughs> under. Frying pan. Get an egg in. Just mixing up my hash brown. Hang on. <laughs> bit of toast. Bit of toast, fried bread, making me haggis. Do you know? 
Come on. It's probably easier to make this, uh, whatever Petunia's put together. I can't wait to get back to Edinburgh just for one of them haggis fry-ups. Oh, yes, full Scottish breakfast. Yes, please. Very similar to a full English, but they've got haggis. And usually, um, is it black pudding? God, yeah. Mm. Now, every time I read a chapter, every now and then, I'll write down a little question that I want to ask you. Yes. Based on inspirations I find when reading the chapter. Oh, yeah. So, Aunt Marge seems to be the least favourite family member in the house. Yeah. Who's your least favourite family member? Oh! Just kidding. <sighs> Probably me. Oh! Well, well you got to say that. I can't say uh, a real one, can I? <laughs> No, I don't hate anybody. I don't think I hate anybody I know. Really? Mm. I think hate's a strong feeling. There's people that are, like, annoying and people I don't really want to be in a room with. Mm -hmm. But I think to hate somebody, uh, it's just very tiring. It's a lot of effort, isn't it, to... Odio. To hate someone, yeah. To odio. Yeah, somebody being very odious. Um, No, do do you hate people? People on telly? Yeah. Fred the Weatherman. Oh, oh yeah, hang on. I retract my previous statements. Fred the Weatherman can bugger off. But you're right, Marge is almost like next level evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Vernon and Petunia, they are mean to Harry, but you kind of love them in a weird way, don't you? Because they're almost like cartoonishly evil. Well, they don't have a dig at him all the time. No. Like, breakfast is on the table. You know, Harry's tucking in. They just get, and then, like, they talk to each other, you know, please and thank yous and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, like, they just, they get on in their weird little way, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas, yeah, they're not, you know, they don't, they they don't, the uh, Vernon and Petunia don't really have digs at him. No. And his mummy and daddy. Whereas Marge seems to be really quite vindictive in that way. Yeah, I can't imagine Vernon going, oh, your dad was a good-for-nothing... They, yeah. they never talk about them, do they? Yeah. Um, yeah, whereas Marge seems to be very horrible about What that, was his really. job again? Um, unemployed. Oh, knew it. Sponge. Yeah. Sponge. Yeah, she's not nice, is she? So if he was, had loads of money, he did have loads of money. Yeah. <laughs> what was his job, an aura or something? I don't know what his job was, I don't know. Yeah, she goes on, ugh, unemployed sponge. So, Petunia's doesn't have a job. Mm. She's unemployed. We wouldn't call her a sponge, would you? <laughs> Maybe she would. She's a homemaker. She's a homemaker. The Potters were two homemakers. <laughs> two homemakers together. That is the dream life, that is. Oh, yeah, just being two birds feathering up a nest. Every night before I go to bed, I get on my knees and put my hands together and I say, please, God, please let me stay at home and not go to work. I don't want yeah. to do anything. I just want to stay home. The ideal, mm. ideal job, isn't it? Anyway, this is a good opportunity to remind people to support us on our Patreon page uh, and you know to support Tom's dream of <laughs> living at home. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like Margie is worse than Vernon and Petunia combined. Mm. She's a next level nasty. God, yeah, she's horrible. Yeah, no, no one could reasonably ever like her. Yeah. At all. That's why. She's surrounded by dogs. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know, she's only got the pleasantries from Vernon. Yeah. Maybe he does like her. Does he enjoy her company? I don't know. He seems to be all right with her. But then maybe he just knows how to get on with her just because he's obviously grown up with her. 
And knows maybe, what she's like. I don't know, maybe you know, maybe wants this puppy farm. Would I cut Aunt Marge out? Yes. Mm. Of the book? No, out of my life if I was Vernon. Oh, yeah. She would be hard work, But then she? again, birds of a feather do flock together, so maybe they do enjoy being miserable together. Yeah. But actually, this is the first time she's visited in two years. So they don't see each other very often, do they? So I feel like he thinks, oh, I'll just get this week over and done with and then I'll get another two years off. Because mm. they won't ring each other, will they, or anything mm. like that? It's a long time to have a guest in your house. A, a week. week. Especially oh. if they live in England. Yeah. Go home. Yeah. It's, I think anybody, even if you had the most lovely guest in the world, I think after three or four days you'd be like, oh, I just want my privacy back. Mm. It's exhausting entertaining people, isn't it? You'll lie down in bed. Yeah. Sleep. Oh, just want to laze about today. Uh-huh. He loses control, firstly with the wine glass, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. He makes the, uh, the wine glass smash. Mm-hmm. It's funny how... This only seems to happen at the Dursleys. Mm-hmm. Like at Hogwarts, he gets angry. At Hogwarts, he gets annoyed, sad, upset. But he never makes things happen there. Spontaneously. Yeah. Like he never, I don't know, later in this book, I remember mm-hmm. in the film, he goes, he was there, friend! You know, in the snow. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I'm expecting like a bit of an avalanche to come down or something or a tree to snap in half. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't happen. It only happens at the Dursleys, these weird outbursts. Dumbledore can do the magic with his hand, can't he? Asensio! Yeah. Snape does it as well, doesn't he, when he closes all the windows, you Mm. know, when he walks through the class. So I think it's odd that Harry loses control at the Dursleys, but then doesn't in Hogwarts. Or the magic doesn't happen. Harry... What are you doing? He's doing it on purpose, isn't he? Yeah. I because so. when he runs upstairs to get his stuff, yeah. the lock magically opens. Mm. And he's just on a rampage, isn't he? He's an absolute menace. He's like the Hulk. He can only do it when he's angry. Mm. All this magic unleashed within him. That's why, you know, in the first book, that would have been good. You know, Harry's facing uh, Quirrell. And he goes, ah, why have you done this? And then suddenly Quirrell's knees have to knock together. <laughs> Whoa, what are you doing? Nothing happens like that. Oh, yeah. Inflating Quirrell. Why don't you inflate more people, Harry Potter? It's a very good spell. It's a brilliant spell. (laughs) It doesn't even need a wand. They wouldn't know it was happening until it Mm. was happening. I'd love that. And there's nothing you can do. Yeah. Because you can't reach for your wand if you are the size of um, Violet Beauregard. Yeah. Hot tomato soup running down my throat. Imagine every adversary he comes across. Lucius Malfoy suddenly starts blowing up, floating off into the sky. <laughs> Later on in this, Peter Pettigrew, just every character in the books, he floats them up into the air. That'd be good, the Battle of Hogwarts. You just see like hundreds of inflated, floating Death Eaters in the sky. Harry's blown up. Why doesn't he use that? They should have revisited this technique that Harry's got 100%. later on. It would have been a nice, like, you know, and then this again. Yeah. How about that? That'd be brilliant. What like, a power. Forget the Patronus charm. Just turn all those Dementors into these fat, black, stay-puffed things. Oh, they ain't got no bones. They ain't got no skin. He's the chosen one. Do they have one. skin? They've got a bit of skin. They've got clothes. They've got nails. Mm. Oh. Got big mouths going. 
Hello, father. At least I'm not afraid of my pillow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's using this technique. You know, Marge is winding him up and he's got his technique, hasn't he? Where he's right. think about your broom care. Kit, Mm. use that to distract yourself. Do you have anything you think about when you're trying to not get frustrated or something like that? I... Remember, remind myself to breathe and I remind myself to calm down. Yeah. Because I think, oh, this will be over in a moment. So you just like stay calm, it yeah. passes and the anger goes mm. with it. How about you? Do you think of anything? I challenge myself to things. So I'd be like, right, list as many, uh, I don't know, Harry Potter characters as you can. Or um, think about the plot of a film or a book or something. Oh, really, really? I'll go through that in my head and then by the time I've finished, I'll uh, <laughs> I'll be more frustrated about not remembering mm. that than uh, what I was thinking about before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just need time, don't you? If you're ever angry or sad, you just need a bit of time to distract yourself and then you'll be... You know, it won't completely go away, but less than it was. Very true. Marge is... Connecting everything to the dogs, isn't she? All she knows is dog breeding. Dog this. Dog that. Dog that. Dogs only. No cat. <laughs> Start your new book, that, isn't it? <laughs> Tom does Dr. Zeus. The, um, but it's like that, isn't it? You know, when you work at one job for years, it's all you know. Yeah. Like, I remember being a kid, like, my mum and dad both worked at the Halifax. Yeah. And when they came back from work, that's all they talked about. Was the Halifax and the gossip between the workers <laughs> and stuff like that. Bloody hell. The amount of conversation... I know more about their colleagues than I think I do my own friends at one point. It gets. It's exciting. Yeah. No, actually, it's not exciting. It's boring. <laughs> because I used to... I've done it before when I worked yeah. at... Um, uh, say when I worked at Pleasure Beach, all I'd talk about was Pleasure Beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I worked in estate agents, that's all I'd talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now all I talk about is comedy all the time. Comedy, yeah. comedy, comedy. Oh, Repeating things, you know. Yeah. It's just funny, because that's your life, isn't it? You forget that work is such a big percentage of your day. You oh. think you spend eight hours at work, that's a third of the day. The other third, you're sleeping. So it's pretty much half of your waking life mm-hmm. is spent doing your job. And the other half is spent telling people about your job. <laughs> God, yeah. Oh! You just get in that little world, don't you? But then when you move on to something else, when you change your job, it suddenly seems so distant from reality. Like, I bet you think, like, when you were a state agent, that seems like worlds away now from mm. what you do now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, people do that, don't you? You know, like, they try and understand something through their own lens. Oh, yeah. They'll be like, you know, even if it's something tragic that you've never experienced, mm. you know, like going to Harry, I don't know, oh, oh, you lost your dad, did you? Yeah, when you were a baby. I feel a bit ill. Yeah, I do. <laughs> That's like me at the bakery. Yeah. What? <laughs> what do you mean? They're just trying to make that connection, aren't they? We, uh, yeah, we lost an order. It's very similar to what you've been through. I know what it's like to lose something. <laughs> I lost that receipt. You lost your dad. He was a man. I lost a gingerbread man. Practically the same. Your dad was ginger, wasn't he? Exactly. Exactly. Same thing. Same thing. So funny. When I was a little boy, there was a bake sale in um, primary school mm. for like charity. Mm. So uh, my mum gave me some some money, 
and we all went in like one by one to buy like knowing class by class to buy some stuff yeah 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 so I went in and I got like a I bought like a gingerbread man yeah yeah and then we're lining up and uh, a bit into it and this uh little boy in front of me goes like we're not supposed to eat it now like little kids do yeah 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 getting involved in other people's business yeah 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 and I got so afraid and shocked by it I was like oh thinking I'd broken a rule yeah I purposely dropped it on the floor yeah to tell her to like because I was like oh I guess I'm not allowed to have it so I yeah, dropped yeah, yeah. it I said to a teacher oh I dropped it and then she went oh right and went and got me another one <laughs> but like what an unusual like reasoning mind I had like yeah. oh, right, I'm not allowed to have it then I will destroy it destroy the evidence and yeah. get, get another one <laughs> I think as a kid as well, you just believe anything another kid says. Kids boss you about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every instance I want to go back in time and smack any kid that's like ever tried to boss me about. <laughs> yeah. Some kids do that, wouldn't they? They would literally march you around the playground. <laughs> We're playing this game. You're doing that. Don't go there. You're not allowed to go there in this game. Stay there. Do that. Make that noise. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> what? What is this totalitarian society I'm living in? What a yell. Good day at school, Lucas. Got bossed about. Got teachers, the kids. I tell you what, my break time was lesson time. That was my break time. <laughs> oh, it's very satisfying. Marge blowing up. Because she's been horrible, hasn't she, old chapter? Yeah. She's been a big old witch. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's very satisfying to see somebody nasty get their just desserts. Happens very quickly. So, in the film, that drags on and on and on. She flies out the window and they're pulling her. Oh, yeah. In this... <laughs> it's like three lines in this book. She inflates and, fly, and like floats away out the garden or whatever. Or does it even say I that? I don't think she even goes outside. I think she's just bobbing up and down in the kitchen. Yeah. Or the dining room. Yeah, they didn't make as much of it, did they? But I like the... I like the fact that the film made a bit more of it. Mm. I like the bit where Vernon's... Don't shoot there. Sorry. <laughs> Real Ripper! Mm. Is that good? That sounded like him, I thought. Very good. When, rip, when the dog's after his leg. What were you saying? It's just very nice to see somebody get their just desserts. Yeah. I say that, though. Um, I remember, as a kid, watching, like, Disney films yeah. and getting annoyed at, like, or, like, upset... When the villains got, like, embarrassed at the end or got their comeuppance, <laughs> almost like they didn't deserve it or something. Mm. Because often, in the film, the villain only plans to do stuff and they never actually end up doing it because they get mm. foiled or whatever. Mm. And, then they end, and then they get, like, they're just desserts or whatever. But I remember watching things like, you know, 101 Dalmatians? Does Cruella die in it? N- no. So she just gets... runs off the road and then she's sat in snow. That's in the, yeah, in the cartoon version. But I remember watching, like, the real-life version. Like, the second one, she gets made into a cake. And I used to think, how humiliating is that? I used to feel really sorry for her. I thought, there's no need to do that, is there? Hey, have you noticed this? Go on. Cruella de Vil, right? Yeah. Cruella kind of sounds like the word cruel. Oh, yeah. And de Vil kind of sounds like devil. Cruel devil. Bloody hell. Um. Mum, the picture's all funny. I can't hear it. 
What's that? <laughs> that used to be at the beginning of Disney car, uh, Disney videos. Uh, don't buy pirate deep pirate videos. Uh, the okay. quality is reduced, and your little ones won't enjoy it. Mom, the picture's all funny. I can't hear it. And it's a good. Um, and it's a good cliffhanger. Yeah. The end of this. He packs his bags, and he leaves. Yeah. Without any idea where he's going. And I think that's exciting as a reader. Think, Bloody hell, what's he going to do? Where's he going to go? Look like the Incredible Hulk, isn't he? Yeah. Wrecking something and going, better leave then. I think I better leave right now before she floats any higher. Because he sent Hedwig away, so he's got no form of communication. He can't even send an owl for help. Every year he leaves in, like, such a way, doesn't he? Yeah, because... First year, Hagrid drags him away. Second year, he drags Vernon out of a window and flies away. Yeah. This year, (laughs) he's inflated a poor old woman and ran away. I think he just wanted the drama. This year, he was like, oh, how am I going to get away this year? You know, uh, Hagrid's not going to pick me up, not going to get the car... As soon as he blows up Aunt Marge, he thinks, right, this is my opportunity. I'm getting my bags packed and I'm going. Mm. He must have had everything ready because he got packed pretty quick. Mm. Almost like he was planning it. Cause this is only the first week in August. Mm-hmm. Mm. But yeah, where's he going to go? What's he going to do? Don't know. Don't know. Right. How many... How many... <laughs> Little boy's pork shoulders out of five. <laughs> Are you giving this chapter out of five? Oh, I did like this chapter. I like Marge. Um, I like that we've got a new character. New characters are always fun. Yeah, yeah. Marge is horrendous as a person, but that's good. Mm-hmm. We've got Ripper! Ripper! Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's fun, Marge blowing up. They could have made more of it, um, but I think it's good. It's an alright chapter. Um, looking forward to what's to come. I'm going to give this a solid three little boys poke shoulders out of five. <laughs> now, for me, I always love times with the Dursleys. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone was on top form. Dudley didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Neither did Petunia. Mm. They were too busy in their own little worlds. But Vernon, perfect. Bossy. Big. Boisterous. Oh. We're introduced to his sister, mm-hmm. Marge. At first I was like, Marge? Was this Marge Simpson? Oh, how me? Who's that? Marge Simpson. <laughs> was it? No, no, is it Selma and Velma? <laughs> Whatever they're called. Selma and Patty. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, Marge comes, insults Harry, he rises to it, forgets the deal of yeah. going to Hogsmeade. And uh, inflates her. Mm. I loved it. I'm going to give him this chapter five little boys pork shoulders out of five. Now, are you ready for this week's uh, segment? Quiz. What did Marge whack Harry on on Dudley's fifth birthday? What did he whack it? What did she whack him on? Oh! Uh, knees. Wrong. It was oh. his shins. Oh. Question two. <laughs> what school does Marge think Harry goes to? 
I need the full name. Oh, uh, St. Brutus's. Uh, oh, St. Brutus's Institution for Criminally Insecure Boys. No, false. <sighs> it is uh, St. Brutus's Secure Centre for Incurably Criminal Boys. No! Question three. Who's looking after the other dogs while Marge is away? Oh, Colonel Fubster. All right, question f- uh, four. Right. What was Harry's consolation prize when uh, Dudley got the electronic robot? Dog biscuits. <laughs> And uh, question five, what does Harry carry under his arm when leaving? Um, oof, don't know, head of his cage. Correct. Aye! Unfortunately, you've lost the quiz. <gasps> quiz, 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 this has been the Pottervision Podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. Just a reminder, we're going on tour this autumn. Check out all the dates. We've got eight booked in so far. Probably mm. more at time of release. Check them all out at pottervision.com. As always, get in touch. We're on social media, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for Pottervision or go on that website, pottervision.com and send us a message. If you're wanting some more Harry Potter content, there are seven, maybe eight bonus episodes of the podcast on our Patreon website. There's also stickers, key rings, uh, posters, all sorts of stuff on there. And our 2019 live show recording. It's all on there and you'll be supporting our lovely show. Patreon.com slash Pottervision. Next week, it is episode 38, book three, chapter three. The Night Bus. You've been Tom Lawrenson. You've looked like Lucas Kirkby. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Pottervision podcast. The music was performed by Jack Evans. You can contact us through our website, pottervision.com. And if you'd like bonus content and to support the show, you can visit patreon.com forward slash pottervision.